BSD Talk number 231. It's Monday, September 2nd, 2013. I just have an interview for you today, so here it is. So one of the activities we've had here at BSD CAN, which isn't part of the normal track schedule, is some documentation sprints. And among a a crew of people, I, I was able to get a hold of a few of you and ask you a little bit about documentation. So First, why don't we go around the circle here and everyone can just say who they are and what they do with documentation. Tom Rhodes, and I write a lot of new content when new features come in. I'm Glenn Barber. I'm recently mostly working on uh, toll chain fixes right now. I'm Benedict Reuschling. I'm uh, involved in uh, mostly the handbook at the moment, the new print edition that we are trying to release, and doing also... uh, mentoring new documenters. And I'm Warren Block and I'm I'm a relatively new documenter. I've worked on a, a various things in the documentation tree lately. So one thing you do hear about the BSDs, at least you'll see this on the internet, but it has great documentation or it's got the, the handbook. Clearly it doesn't write itself. So could you describe a little bit about the free documentation or the free BSD documentation project and how that's organized and and how you herd the cats, I guess, in order to make this documentation work. So in most cases, I I think it's that a new feature has come in and somebody doesn't know how to use it. Um, They may not understand why the feature was added. Um, And eventually enough people complain that somebody does eventually just sit down and write it. So at least that's been a lot of the cases that I've dealt with is, hey, this is a new feature. This looks fun. I start playing it. Thanks to virtualization, I can now do rapid installs for every time I break something, trying out said new feature. So, and then I write about my experiences to prevent other people from having to do constant reinstalls. One of the things I try to look out for is uh, a, a feature that's going to affect a, a large number of users. Uh, BSD install, for example, is, is one thing that uh, was added to the handbook last minute as 9.0 was released. Uh, another. Uh, another case of that would be uh, PackageNG documentation, which, uh, as it was becoming default in FreeBSD 10, uh, I started adding how to use uh, PackageNG to the handbook relatively at the same time. And sometimes it's basic stuff, like people post on the mailing list for the documentation team and asks, hey, I have this uh, section written why don't you add it to the handbook or some article or to the FAQ? And the FAQ especially is basically when there are many questions asked all over again and people don't want to answer them again and again and again. They just point to the FAQ and say, there's an entry that answers your question. And do you find that developers who are writing code are also doing the man pages and the documentation project is more about developing the documentation that's outside of the man pages? Well, we do a lot of work with the manual pages as well, so there's a lot of times when maybe English isn't the default native language of the person writing the manual page, so they'll ask us for some review before they put the manual page in, and in some cases I've written entire manual pages for people. 
and we want to make sure that developers know that we're there. OpenBSD does not allow commits unless there's a man page, and we don't have that policy, but we want to encourage that and want to make sure that developers know that if they write something but are intimidated about the man page or want review or help or suggestions, we're there for that. We're happy to do that. One of our major concerns is that everything should be documented and it should be fully documented. And of course, it's not. That's our goal. But anything we can do to get there, it, we want to do. And translation is its own huge world. And is that a separate team from the FreeBSD documentation project, or is it just part of it? Uh, it's a sub-project. Usually it's, um, well, from my uh, point of view, from the German documentation project, it's uh, we basically, um, before we mo moved the uh, documentation repository to Subversion, we had our own uh, CVS repository where we did uh, local changes and polishing and translation until we said, okay, this is now good enough to be pushed into the official FreeBSD documentation repository. But um, it's... It's encouraged that we have many translations in many different languages, but it's difficult to catch up with the, with the work or with the current status of the English version because we are only, um, at least uh, as far as I know it, for the European translation projects, we're usually only two people, the, the former mentor and uh, the mentee, and which has now become, uh, has become a full documentation committer, but... There's are usually only two people, and those cannot catch up with all those people who do the work in the English tree. So are you saying that the European documentation teams actually work like the Sith? Yeah, probably. The, yeah, the mentee becoming the master at some point. Okay, but now I understand. killing the, the, the master is not what gets you ahead. So It's, it's strictly optional. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> now I understand. And I, I participated in one of the, the doc sprints, not as somebody who was really trying to develop any documentation, but to get a sense of your workflow and how your documentation is structured. So, you know, from my perspective, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a form of documentation that I've played with a little bit in the past, you know, this sort of doc book XML kind of stuff. And it is, you know, it does require a little bit of some technical understanding of more than just words. You have to understand a little bit about markup and syntax and other kinds of things. But is that really a requirement of somebody who wants to participate? Do they have to be scared off by some of the technical requirements? Oh, no. No, not at all. That, although, in, in truth, I think many people are because they think they need to know DocBook or they think they need to know other forms of markup that we use, like HTML or the make files. But we've said for a long time, if you have something that needs to get in there and you can write it in plain text, let us help. We're there for that. We want to make everything as complete and correct as we can. And there's that perception that the barrier to entry is pretty high, and it doesn't need to be. We don't need people to submit complete DocBook HTML patches to the handbook. If they can tell us what's wrong, we can go from there. Of course, we'd love patches also, but that's optional. And it usually starts with simple things. People reading the documents that we have and say, oh, there's a comma missing, or you've put a typo in there, or this sentence should be rephrased so that it uh, is more clear to people. And then they either complain to documentation committees directly, post on the mailing list, file a problem report, and then the connection starts and people 
once they start seeing that it's relatively easy to create these patches and doing work that is getting committed to the repository, they see, okay, I can do more and more and more, and eventually they become more documentation committers. We still don't have enough to, to catch up. Compared to the, to the source committers and to the ports committers, we are still only a handful, and uh, that's what usually is the problem. We, we have good documentation, but to maintain it and write new sections and update it, that's the, the big part where we need the, the manpower. Do you have a sense of how many committers you have? In, because it's a separate source tree, right, for the documentation? Yeah, I think l the latest account were like uh, 32 or so. Uh, active ones. I think it's yeah. over 50 that are there. Yeah, some people have become inactive, but that's but, but a normal process in all the, in all the other uh, projects or uh, uh, bits as well. And we do want to encourage people to think of documentation as part of a program. It shouldn't be an extra, an afterthought. Uh, something I've been saying for a long time is your program can be the greatest in the world, but if people can't figure out how to use it, it doesn't matter. And that's what documentation is about. What are the most active, or I guess the most complete, of the translations of the documentation? Chinese. We have, there's Chinese, the very active committers in Chinese. Uh, Japanese and German. And French. Yeah. Um, Isn't it uh, René? No. Uh, oh, from the Netherlands? Netherlands. Netherlands. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, there are some, uh, unfortunately, there are some, like, mostly dead translation projects, like the Spanish one. So if you are fluent in, in Spanish and can do, you know, work in that language, we would love to have you on board because that's, you know, widely spoken in areas of the world. And that's where also the, the barrier to adoption for FreeBSD is also, if you don't have a documentation in your own language, how, how will you get in if, if English is not your, your language that you speak so well? And the documentation we're talking about here is documentation that is outside of the source code in the sense that you're not going and also developing the comments within, let's say, the kernel source code into foreign languages. No, no, no. That's developers. They usually use that English is the, is the project language. We are not uh, trying to put a translated version of, the, of comments in the source code. That, that would be... Uh, not helpful for for merging and all these uh, interproject, uh, you know, exchange of technology or or code. We try to do basically the documentation around everything that people need to know to use and uh, make use of the system as best as possible. Related to that, though, there have been. I know I've made commits to configuration files that had uh, confusing comments in them. Uh, or misspellings or strangely worded sentences that were unclear. And to that extent, yes, we, we do get into some of those other areas. Uh, my concern is always make it clear, make it concise, and it, anything that affects that we could potentially get into. Usually we, we cooperate with the source on that, have sort of a implied uh, consent to edit man pages and certain other types of source. Is this wholly a volunteer effort? I think I was somehow conscripted. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not a there's not sort of a, a funded positions that are doing this. It's the the group, the documentation project is people who just step forward and, and do what they can. They maybe someone's being paid by a company on, on the side, but it's 
as points. Yeah, it's mostly. And if people were interested in finding out more information about the documentation project, how to participate, or, or even just sort of the proper or the, or the best way to submit improvements, where would they go? The, the doc, mailing list. The doc mailing list is the first point of contact. Uh, if you see somebody who works on documentation, you could probably mail them directly, too. Uh, and we also have the forums, uh, but uh, people write how-tos and documents there. And we're hoping to get some of those people involved on the documentation mailing list also. Yeah. And we hang out on IRC at, at, in AFNet, in right. BSD Docs channel. So that's usually where people just drop in and say, hey, I found this typo, and uh, could you fix that, please? And that's how we try to acquire new people. And the mailing list people can find by going to the FreeBSD mm -hmm. website? Yeah, list.freebsd.org. Okay, yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks for taking some time to describe the documentation project. I know you're, you're only a, a small part of the crew, but uh, it's a lot of work, and I think mm -hmm. to a certain extent, it'll never be over. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, it never is. It's just like well, source. <laughs> it's just like source. And um, I mean, and there is some crossover. We do have doc committers like myself, and there's a few other that have source uh, commit bits. Um, they have ports commit bits, and, and they'll step back and forth, you know, as, as they work. So, um, that's always really useful because then maybe somebody who wrote a, a particular part of FreeBSD can give us like a direct, this is how this works, and it's a little bit faster to get the documentation in um, than you know, just experimenting what we do. So, so yeah. Well, I'm just proud to say that I submitted my first uh, bug report on documentation the other day with all of your guidance, and yeah. you know, it, it really didn't hurt so bad. And, and <laughs> other things, it's really nice people. You know, I, I would say to anybody who's maybe uh, intimidated by you know these people that might be out there on the internet running all this stuff, I've found everybody within the FreeBSD project and particularly the documentation project to be really open. I wasn't made to feel like I was an, a noob who didn't know how to read documentation. It was We were all noobs at some point and there were nice people who explained everything to us patiently and they helped us a lot getting there where we are now today and we try to pass that on to other people. We're very friendly. Yeah. Alright, well thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 231.